Tugan Sokyo Radio Live number 71 tonight on August 18th, 2018. It is a somewhat quieter evening. This evening we've got myself, Lunar here, and DMJ654 as well. Along with a couple of people who are our guests for tonight, we are introducing one of the newest Western Toho music circles to hit the scene. It is Hegan Daybreak, and from Hegan Daybreak, we've got JD of Paradise along with Bladed Iris. So welcome to the show, guys. Hello. Hello. And it... Bladed Iris just came in, so I'm not sure if you are yeah. there, but, but we'll get that figured out. So yeah, uh, yeah, we, we've we've talked to JD a little bit here, and uh, it's been kind of interesting. Bladed, I don't know, DMJ, what's what's going on over there? You were the one to, to check that out. Check out what? Bladed Iris. Oh, because they're they're li- they're lit up, but they're not saying anything. Because of how my mic is uh, set up, it will show that I'm saying something, but unless I'm actually saying something because of the sound gate, you won't actually hear me. So don't worry about it. Interesting. All right. Well, cool. So, DMJ, what have we got tonight? There is a ton of stuff on the document, and uh, it's... Man, I, I... So... Nano's not here because apparently he's cleaning and he thinks that cleaning is more important than running these shows. I don't know how to feel about that. Uh, I don't know how to feel about that either. Zara has a little bit more of a legitimate reason in that he's at work right now. So, Work. <laughs> I mean, be great if he could work here, right? That's, that's, what, that's what people thought earlier this month when uh, someone sent us an email asking if we had any positions open for graphic designer. <laughs> I, like, I'm not even kidding. The day we make money on this website would be the day I would I would probably say the Cleveland Browns win a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that will happen. It's a possibility. It's there. We just really need to work at it. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> So that's that's how I feel about that. I mean, it's it's like it'd be awesome, but definitely not a thing. So anyway, uh, so we'll we'll talk a little bit more about Hegan Daybreak later in the broadcast tonight. Which, uh, by the way, if you're just tuning in and you're like, "What in the world is going on?" I just wanted to listen to Toho music. Where where has that gone? Uh, it is coming later tonight. We are playing some of the newest and highest rated music from the last month. And uh, it's a two-hour show. We have a bunch of our listeners in our Discord chat. You can join us there by going to discord.gg gr and uh, join in on the conversation. So, yeah, uh, we'll be talking about a bunch of things. There's a bunch of uh, game releases that came out during the last month here, uh, some interesting Discord news, and... Yeah, a bunch of other stuff related to that. Uh, plus, we figured out some things about our uh, show next month, but we won't be getting into that until uh, much later in the show. But look forward to that one. Oh, very little. Uh, DMJ is definitely looking forward to that one. I'm bursting at the seams to reveal it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's see. Uh, yeah, 
I think we should probably hold off on some of the game news uh, until a bit yeah, later it's here. Thick. It's it's just a lot to get through, and honestly, I've I've got to <laughs> I've got to sort through this stuff. DMJ just kind of went full ham on 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 the uh, the notes for tonight, so. Yeah, I, I, I contributed to the, to the show notes. I, I feel good. I kind of I want, feel... like, I applaud you for that, but at the same time, it's kind of like, oh boy. Uh, well, also, also take into consideration, remember, I sent a message last week to everybody thinking our show was last week because that was what it said in my calendar when I knew, like, it was going to be on the 18th. So I woke up yesterday, uh, last week, thinking it was the 18th. Uh, but instead, uh, I realized in my calendar, I set it to that we had a show every week for the next year. Yeah, you, you <laughs> set it to every weekend instead of, like, not every weekend. Well, what's fu- what was funny about the whole thing was that's why I filled it in with so much information. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, the show document's dead. And we're, like, a day away from the show. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a daily. You actually were pretty on the ball about this because you asked about it like a week ahead of time. And yes, I, and I, I think said, that's what we need to do from now that's on. That's a great idea. We should definitely do that. And here we are with the page and a half of notes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, enough about that. Let's get into a couple of songs here. Uh, we've got something from a collab album where a bunch of circles went in on this Yuhei uh, Satellite, Cool and Create, Digital Wing, East New Sound. Um, and then after that, we've got something from uh, an album that came out, I, th- I want to say this was at Retai Sai. Um, a lot of people out there will already know that uh, Comic at 94 happened about a week ago, and it is just too recent for us to have any material from C94 just yet. So hopefully next month we'll be able to bring that stuff to you. Uh, but for now, let's hop into this first one from this collab album here. After that, something for Money Money, and it's Gensoki Radio Live number 71. <laughs>
Yeah, it's Kinsoki Radio Live number 71 tonight with uh, Lunar, DMJ, Bladed Iris, and DJ, or JD, of Paradise. Darn you, DMJ. Too used to saying yeah. your name. No, see, now, no, because we're both in the confusion hole. See, he, you, he does, you do that thing, and then I'm going to call him Jason Paradise for the rest of the night. I know I am. <laughs> I'm going to do it oh. at least once. I, I knew you would say that. Like, So, <laughs> why is it JD instead of not uh, DJ? Actually, that's probably... Uh, so, the thing is, uh, uh, I've basically used the name JD for a whole, like, basically 11 years now, and it, all it is is I just took my initials and I was like, I'm too lazy to think of anything. I see. Well, yeah. uh, we can go with DMJ's suggestion. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right. <sighs> I'm not sure how I feel about that, because that, that uses my real name. <laughs> ah, well, whatever. <laughs> so, all right. So we should probably get into who exactly our guests are for tonight. Uh, who, what is Hegan Daybreak? Where did, where did they come from? Like, where'd you guys, how did you guys get into, like, doing this? What, what made you decide to start making Toho fan arranges? Oh... For me, it, it goes um, back to like May of last year when I was listening to a lot of minimum electric design and I was really digging and I just, something clicked and I thought, wait, this is just a guitar with a bunch of stuff the dude was doing uh, on his computer. I can do this too. <laughs> so it literally came out to be like, man, this music is lazy. I can yeah. do this. <laughs> well, I wouldn't put it that way, but basically I realized that I could probably do it too. So I, I um, talked, to, talked to some people I knew at, knew at the time about helping me record and working with uh, working on a few songs that was originally going to be released uh, last uh, last year's Reddit Tie Sai. Um, but things fell through with that, and then eventually I talked about trying to do it again to Bladed Iris. And he introduced me to his friend, Ren, and we started talking and we we're like, well, yeah, let's just make music. And that's how it's basically how it started. All right. Uh, you mentioned Reddit Taisai. I'm not sure if you said this already, but you uh, released, I think, during uh, the most recent Reddit Taisai or, or around that time. Was that? Uh, yeah, we... We, we released uh, the album for uh, Reddit Tyson. Okay. Now, DMJ, I, I know that you obviously were kind of the, the big person here in terms of, of having opinions, your, your thoughts and ideas as the music reviewer for GR. Uh-huh. So I'm going to kind of hand this one to you for, for a lot of, like, your impressions in terms terms of uh this first album here now i i know that like with any group that's just starting out i and i guess it's worth asking the question too have you guys made any music other than this or is this like literally kind of where you're starting out it it sounds like it sounds like you have um skill with a guitar as well uh for ren i know he has before but for me it mostly had just been noodling on on the guitar and I have 
one thing that I made beforehand. It's out there somewhere on the internet. It's not good. I don't recommend searching for it. Okay. You should totally search for it. It's not good. <laughs> I love my blade. Just cuts it like, yeah, it's not good. Do it anyway. Like, he hasn't blast. even heard it, but like. That that's that song that's not good just came about because someone entered me in like this make your own song contest and wrote lyrics for it. And I'm like, screw it. I, I guess I guess I'll make something. That's a that's a good. I mean, that's kind of where everyone starts, right? Um, it's it's kind of interesting how people just sort of up and decide, hey, I'm gonna start making music. And what whether you have a little bit of experience or not, um, we also experienced this with uh, some of the people behind Frozen Starfall when we asked them the sort of a similar question. And they're like, no, this is where I started. And like, now look where they are. There are several, you know, there are many albums in, there are a, a, a circle name change in from uh, Babe Music to Frozen Starfall. And like, they're just still working at it. Um, they're even working with, uh, you know, circles at, at venues like uh, Comic-Cat in Japan and stuff. Um, so maybe perhaps one day you guys could be there too. But it just kind of depends on, on where you want to go with that. Well, about that, uh, we might actually be selling at Comic-Cat next year. Well, that's Woo, pretty That's cool. big. Yeah. You know, it was, just yeah. A, it was just a year ago. I think DMJ might have mentioned earlier, um, sort of comparing to Komiji Records, who we've also have, have been uh, quite acquainted with over over the years. We've had them on our show several times, um, and we helped them out at Comic-Cat during uh, C92 last summer. So I was... I was one of I, I was the lucky one to be able to go in with uh, DJ Koishi uh, along with our um, host who is the Japanese resident because you have to know someone in Japan like living there in order to even be eligible for comic cut um, so he was kind of our sponsor but anyway like that was it was such a cool experience and I hope that you guys if you continue to to put forth the effort and go for it that you guys are able to get in. It's a, I, you probably already know this, but it's basically a lottery, so. Yeah. Um, we've, we've got a couple of songs sort of on the horizon here after this break. Um, I picked a couple from your album, uh, Daybreak, obviously. It's your first one. The circle name is Hegan Daybreak. Um, and... So we've got uh, I, the ones I picked were track two and track four. That's uh, track two's on this winter night, and uh, I picked it because it kind of meshes well with a lot of the material that we tend to play on the station. It's one of the sort of electronica type tracks. Um, it's it's a track that sort of has a slow buildup, but it's generally, in my opinion, a well done early track for for. Uh, getting into this sort of genre um and it can be kind of difficult because if like if you're working with only uh like you know uh, i i I don't want i don't want to say like only synth or synthetic instruments but it's it's kind of what it ends up being like you're you're using a computer to make a song for the most part essentially and and uh sometimes it can be difficult to to do that well where it doesn't sound like 
super repetitive or not dynamic enough or or anything like that so i um so i chose that one we've got that one coming up and then after that uh track four is summer dreaming which i uh, thought was really interesting because even even komeji records um who I think for the most part has never had a vocalist in in their tracks for, for the most part i i, I want to feel like I, I feel like james has actually told me that he has tried to do mastering with vocals and he describes how difficult a process that is um yeah i think he said something similar like i remember also Koishi was saying something like they were working on a track for somebody to rap over and then that never happened oh, well yeah so i mean so track four summer dreaming has a vocalist and i think this is a really uh great like you know first go at trying to bring a vocalist into a track because and and once we play it i'm sure a lot of our listeners will 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 hear that and be able to compare it with something else in their mind they're, and they're, they're like okay you know this has a vocalist it's it's done like it's it's clearly imperfect but at the same time it's very human which is it can be really that can be really difficult to find in in like any toho fan music because people focus so much on trying to get it like just right just as perfect as they can but this is very much like a like a human kind of thing it it reminds me of the some of the other um tracks from the circle akane bane um in the album suture where they also sort of do this this sort of offness with the vocalist um compared to all the rest of the instruments in the song and i think that's a really unique quality to find so we've got that one coming up as well those are two those are two of my takes on that but dmj what are your thoughts on that okay so let me let me put this into perspective for people even though i haven't been doing for reviews for two years it's been that long since my last review please everybody calm down (laughs) i have to say that I have been paying attention to the scene for a while, for this whole time. I've, it's not like I have not been paying attention. I just literally don't have the time to put the time. What needs to happen is a lot more circles need to just man up, get out of their comfort zones, and do something experimental. I'm not talking like East New Sounds puts out like the next Death Grips album, but like what I'm saying here is somebody needs to do something different that's not just straight up house, straight up, you know, uh, we're just going to stick to one subgenre of heavy metal. What these guys here are doing is something like, like it combines like trance and ambient and like I heard some, maybe a little bit of t- like, like, breakbeat in there at one point in time and like synth rock like synth and like alt rock it works so well and i think there be needs to be more circles like more newer circles and it seems like newer circles are going that way where a lot of the people coming into the scene are starting to be like okay nobody's doing this so let's do this and let's just see how it plays out and see how our reception and i think he did daybreak did that I want to mention in that spades. all of these genres aren't really like maybe some people are thinking all in one track, but no, that's like there are six tracks on this album and they are six completely different tracks. This is definitely like DMJ said the word experimental and I say like 
that's definitely what this is. This is like sort of reaching out and, and, and seeing what works and trying to get that feedback, which I think is a great way to do this. Um, as a first well, and, and, and as I'll... a first album, this is this is the one that people are gonna say, yes, you know, they can do this, this, and this. They could improve on this, this, and this, and they'll get that feedback. You know, it's it it's it's just part of the process, and it'll end up if you continue forward with it, working out in your favor in the long run. Well, and here's the other thing: when I mean by experimental, not just in the music. Like, the music can be its own, like, this is experimental even within the Toho music culture because I don't see anybody out there doing ambient. I don't see anybody trying to mix a lot of genres together. I see that a lot of times they release albums and it's normally like, oh, maybe it's a bunch of stuff on an album. Or like, or maybe within a circle they will release like, oh, we're gonna do maybe like, like in the case of a thousand, uh, like, thousand leaves. It's like, they will do like, a symphonic death metal band, uh, death metal album, and then turn around and there's an orchestral. And it's just like, okay, but like nobody is combining genres together and putting them together. And on top of that, they threw a vocal in there. There's not a lot of, like, okay, I like vocals and I actually like very, very rarely am I uh, listen to anything instrumental unless it's like actually like out in the regular music world where it's like polyphia, uh, you know, intervals, stuff like that. But like for me, vocals adds another depth. And I don't think a lot of people within the Toho, I guess the Toho music world who listen to it are, are keen on the vocals because I guess when we listen to the Zun's music in games, there's no voices, there's nothing, there's none of that there. So like we had we establish a connection with just the instrumental and not and, and when we throw a vocal in there it just it, it throws a lot of things off but then again like i mean a lot of the best music that we have out there that we that is well known has vocals like uh here nine destiny uh, bad apple <laughs> bad apple i was gonna bring up bad apple but i was trying to avoid the obvious uh. <laughs> But like for real, like this is this is definitely an album that's like pushing all the thought, like like all the thought. I mean, the only other thing that could that like like really could have set this over the top is the if the, like you added a hidden seventh track, there was hardcore southern trap hip hop. <laughs> that would that would have that would have made my day because no one's done that yet. Do I need to be the first person to put out a hardcore southern trap hip hop album? Do I need to do that? Do I need be. to like embrace my inner my inner like uh suicide boys and only, just go? Only you have the power. Don't, don't don't give us ideas. You don't you don't understand. We're we're freaking crazy, man. <laughs> oh whoa. Right. I want okay. Oh and, no. But, okay. But the the thing the thing about that is, you know, you you got to look at it. A lot of these um circles have been around for a while and they've they found their niche or the things that they can do well and yes. so they're they're not going to experiment because the big thing about that is you know fans of these circles they know what they want with them and they know the kind of music and they listen to them because they produce that kind of music and every now and then they will put out an album that uh does something new and the big draw for those is it attracts newer fans who you know maybe they don't listen to the their normal album style but they like this new album so they'll give it a go they'll listen to it they'll buy it but 
you know, thankfully, the good thing about being uh, being a newer circle, and I think JD can agree with this, is that we have the opportunity because we don't have uh, any real expectations on us. We can play around with whatever seems fun or you know, we get a cool idea. Maybe we all want to everyone gets around and like we all have ideas for the same song. So let's interpret the same song six different ways. And, you know, that's just what the album is. It's just six sets of, um, I don't know, Lunatic Eyes, Invisible Full Moon <laughs> or something. But like, but like, here's the here's the, here's what really like that statement calls to me is like you like you said previous, a lot of these circles come in and they have this established sound. They have this established genre. And for you becoming new, you like, and this is like not true of just Toho music, like music in general. When you start out, you don't have any established expectations for what your album is. You could just try anything and go. I mean, look at Periphery. When they started off, their first album was garbage. Then they came out with Periphery 2. Oh boy, was that a banger. But like, for real though, like, it's getting to the point, like a lot of, and I mean, I've, I watch a lot of YouTubers uh, that re that review music just so I can take notes. And I realize that, yeah, okay, that's good for like three albums. But like once you have that established sound and you do that for three albums, something needs to change. Something has to happen. Something different to bring people back to the next album and make it different and i think that's where it's lost for a lot of a lot of toho circles and especially the big names in the metal scene because and i'm sorry to keep going back to the metal scene because this is where it stagnates the worst is over there um when it comes to bands like undead corp like yeah undead corp great awesome band but like i can't distinguish the regular music from the toho music unless i catch the melody because it all sounds the same and and then I, I recently playing Guitar Hero. I realized, did you know, guys know Unlucky Morpheus put out a just a standalone album last year, uh, like just out of the blue? Because there's three of them charted that are not Toho music sitting up on my Clone Hero, and I'm like, yeah, this sounds great. It just sounds like the stuff from the to what they used to do with the Toho stuff, but with better production and more money behind it. So it's they, they, there's not really much bringing me back to those albums i mean a lot of times i'm looking for other circles to kind of be like who's doing the new who's doing pushing the boundaries who's going to next end perfect example would be uh what are they what was the name agent zero who were doing satanic black death metal in the toho scene who does, like and their songs were evil like evil the lyrics were like straight out of north like old school Norwegian black metal, but instead they weren't recorded on a Nokia phone five miles away. <laughs> like I am, this is this is where I think we need to go. Like definitely what he can hate, Daybreak is doing now is something the electronic ambient section needs. You guys in uh, Moontone, like you guys could totally like bang out probably like the best electronic albums and it would just go under the radar same thing with seismics if he were to just ghost one in underneath us right now dude that would be just the bomb because like right now in the western scene it seems like a lot of those guys come bubbling up out of the surface uh bubbling up to the surface are people who are just like i want to be the next the next big circle but i want to do something that doesn't sound like iosa 
who doesn't sound like Yusu Sound, who wants to be able to change. And I think it's becoming like this new thing within the general Toho music space where we've gotten too comfortable with the big names and with our constants that we have that we're starting to shift to starting to look at, okay, so who's the next one coming up? And I mean, yeah, a lot of the reason why is because, you know, Comicat. We, I mean, Comicat and Red, uh, Red Taisai, I mean, we're, those are the two main places people go for those albums, correct? Yeah. So a lot of people ignore the guys who are on Bandcamp, the people that are out doing, pushing stuff on well, that, That's just kind of, that comes with the whole, like, Toho music territory. It's just... Well, Traditionally, you're going to find the music at those two big events. Yeah, but that doesn't mean, and, and, and that's the problem. Like, yeah, your sales could be good, but like, for, <laughs> I but, mean, but the album is not not is at, like as desired. At the same, case at the same. Well, I, I, I don't want to go like too far off the deep end here, but like the same time, the thing about Comic Head is actually like most people either don't like they lose money or break even there's what is it like 15 maybe 20 percent actually make money at the but your name gets out here but your name gets out there at comic and and, and that's the big one and that's why komeji records changed their name from komeji records to prism impulse right after comic cut 92 so that when their name komeji records is out there no one knows who they are anymore because komeji records doesn't make any albums anymore Anyway, but like here's the before but we here's like before big... we talk too much about this, I actually want to play the music that we're talking about, and then we can okay. talk a little bit okay. more after Sorry. that. So here is on this winter night from the album Daybreak. After that is Summer Dreaming. We'll be right back here on Gensoki Radio, live number seventy-one. Thank you. 
is Gensoki Radio Live number 71 tonight. Thank you once again for joining us. And uh, our our guests are getting over the uh, the theory of Big Mattress. Big Mattress. No one has any context for what this means. No. Subscribe to our Patreon just to get hey. that little clip. Gosh darn it. I mean... Because <laughs> I am not repeating all of what just went down on air because that just took way too long and it's we thing, went man. way it's too deep. Okay. Deep state. Guys, I, I have the answer. I have the answer. Like, mattresses have side effects including lethargy and, uh, oh, wouldn't you know it? Sleep. <laughs> yeah. So, it's it's all a big conspiracy. Don't don't worry about it. We've uh, we've got your back, or m- maybe your mattress does when you sleep. Anyway, so we're here in Gensoki Radio Live. It's gonna take us a minute to recover oh, from gosh. whatever just happened. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I, I want to say though, with uh, the the previous conversation before uh, the the uh, played some of uh, our our music. Uh, I, me sitting here, I found that really weird, like what you were saying about uh, Higan Daybreak, because when I when I started the circle, originally I was just going to make shoegaze, but then when I started talking to Rhett, actually, even before that, I was like, oh, what if I do some dark ambient eventually, That and I was trying to think of different genres to do stuff in, but then I started talking to Ren, and at one point he said, hey, would it be cool if I made a trance song for the album? And I was thinking, you know, this has deviated so far from what I want, so let's just do whatever we want. But, but what's weird about it is like, so yeah, you got some alt alt rock and some dark ambient, and some trance, and all of this stuff. But like, when you listen to it as a composed like album, it doesn't really seem like like they're. I wouldn't say that they're the like self-contained songs because I mean like because they're not really like they're i mean yeah they're different songs you could they're different feels to each song but like as a composed album together it doesn't feel like they deviate too far from each other it's just this is just enough with trance and this is just enough with dark ambient here i'm gonna throw a little guitar and it's going to work and it's not like it's not like when you listen to some toho albums where it's like straight up okay this one this one's punk okay now they're doing some sort of pop number okay that's weird um what is this is that acoustic okay this is weird and it's it's not like that it's like where you're jumping around it feels like you're on like this nice ambient journey and that's the same way i feel about moontones album too because mooney does a great job at that as well where he he mixes that that kind of like spectrum that is the hip-hop chill wave uh throwing in a little trap and he he mixes it well and i think this is what new circles like keegan daybreak are really good at doing because they're under the radar so really like it doesn't really matter like i'm sorry to say this but it doesn't really matter what you sound like Who we because not a lot of people are going to discover it but like that's that's the beauty of it it's because no one's going to find it so easily as as accessible uh as at a comic cat or at a reddit or a red tie side it's it it doesn't mean that you know you you have to lock yourself down to one like genre it's it's pretty nice because like i want to do like i don't know like i just i'm just imagining like a theoretical scenario that one day I'm gonna 
go to go on like people are going to forego going to going over to comic cat and just literally go on Bandcamp one day and i'm like oh hey a toho album that's like doing like prog uh folky prog that would be cool like i would be down for that like all day or like oh these guys are doing like progressive jazz but they're mixing in a little bit of hip-hop in there that would be like oh like where, and where, it's, where's my toho honky-tonk math rock Okay, hold on, wait a minute. Let me talk talk a bit about how I, I remember that there are like two Toho country songs in existence. And they done more for the entire genre of country music than country music itself did. Wow, okay. Uh, because they are oh well god, hold on. Because they are more true to what country music built itself on than what this mass produced country pop mainstream crap that's coming out now i mean i'm i mean i'm i'm literally not kidding when i say those are probably the best country songs ever because they sound more country than what country music sounds like now fair okay so now that we've you know made our way over to talking about country music do you want to get into some of the news about the games and i mean like yes let's do that let's just do this because i know we're gonna spend i could spend six hours on this topic because obviously uh people want to hear more of dmj's voice and you're actually the person with the most notes on this so we've got a few new games kind of coming out here a uh, couple of toho releases for switch really okay well, well tell us okay. more about this dmj Okay, so I think these are re-releases. I've not played these games, so I don't know if they were... I know the last game was probably on PC, but I don't know if the first game was released on PS4 first. Um, oh, sorry, other way around. But uh, Toho Sorenji, uh 5 so, will be released. Soji Nengi 5. Soji Nengi, sorry. Just so I that people am, know exactly. I just woke up. I haven't showered. <laughs> I haven't done a lot of things. I just ate pizza. I am sluggish. I am lazy. Okay. But... But um, it's to be released on Switch. It is a JRPG. For people who don't know, it's a JRPG-style game. Uh, and that's about it. I really haven't seen much outside of the trailer from that. Uh, no release date this time or any indication that it will be localized at all. But it is releasing... Uh, uh, it, it, apparently, they've been releasing these games like every comic hit. It's really weird. In, J in Japan, there's actually comic hit games getting released on Switch day of. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, apparently this has been a thing. Like, and they're releasing alongside the PS4 releases too. Huh. So it's like, like, so it's not like we're getting stuff over so later, right? And like, it, it's not. There's actually games that are coming out that aren't ports, but I mean, yeah, or or exclusively licensed by insert company here or console. Yeah, here, I mean, but... unless they're unless they're coming over to the West, and then they kind of are. Interesting. But... But like in Japan, though, it's like they're getting side by side. So Switch is getting side by side releases with PS4. And I think that is a definitely like that's a big boost because the Switch is selling so well right now. And it is the perfect, perfect way to play Toho on the go. I've been doing it at work. It is awesome. Uh, the second game that's going to be releasing is Toho as your reflections. Uh, it's a, I, and this is the only way I'm able to describe it. So like, I don't know if this, this is like a weird genre, but 3D side-scrolling 1v1 Donmaku fighter. <clears throat> and, um, and it looks gorgeous. Uh, 
a like really good uh probably were to be one of the better releases that are going to be releasing uh or better looking releases that are going to be coming out on the switch next to uh actually get so wanderer because those cinematics in Genso wanderer are fire <laughs> fire um <clears throat> whether i don't know um whether or not it will be available this year uh but from what it, in, in in at least in the West, uh, but it does have an August thirtieth release in Japan, uh, and from the looks of the trailer, they were showing off both English and Japanese, but I'm not a hundred percent sure if that was a localization or not. Okay. If that was just HUD items or not. Um. So, but it, it I, I would very well guess based on. <clears throat> how good uh how the game performed already on ps4 um that it will probably be an nis pickup and they will license it and probably release it on switch at some point um both releases at least from my estimates are going to be based on the trends that have been going out uh they're going to be releasing for about 30 bucks on switch usd i don't know how much that is in yen at the moment um because i don't know what the with the taxes over in Japan are. Um, And also, it seems like there's going to be more changes in the NAS lineup coming to the Switch in the future. I am pretty sure um, they're going to probably be releasing, depending on how how many of these games are going to be releasing, um, they're probably going to have some sort of Toho Switch sale in the future. Because it seems like every every couple of months, we're getting two or three more releases on the Switch, which is totally like making the Switch... If you think about well, it. What's, and, and here's something that's really good for me. Um, initially, I wanted a PS4 um, because of Toho Games and also kind of for Death Stranding. Uh, but the way that they handled actually Fortnite and how Sony handles crossplay kind of turned me off from PS4. And it made me kind of upset because I really wanted to play some Toho games on, on there. But like, I feel like now I'm not missing out because I got it on my Switch and I can take that anywhere compared to a PS4. Hmm. So like, what's the point of me getting a PS4 at this point? Um, also, uh, kind of like on a little side note for a lot of people, uh, if people aren't in the know about the Nintendo Switch news, next month, coming in the second half, uh, the online features for uh, the Nintendo Switch when it comes to online play will be going paid. Uh, I think the price bracket is 25 bucks a month U.S.? Wait, a month? Or, no, or 20, not 25 a month. 25 a year U.S. Yeah. Uh, uh, three, three for... Uh, Three, three a month. Yeah, it sounds, um, sounds more like it. Cause like whatever the price was, I remember it being relatively uh, low, like pretty cheap. So. And um, I think uh, if I remember correct uh, correctly, there will be virtual console included in that price uh, as well. Yeah, I think yeah, we get, true. I think we get ten games at at start, and they'll have something like called pass the controller or something, which will allow you to like virtually pass the controller to somebody else to play so you right. guys can like do like, like if, competitive like mario well there's that but there's also like i think I, I remember seeing like some sort of keynote or something about this but uh that feature could potentially allow you to like be playing at home and then you have a friend online that's that's like watching you at the same time and you virtually pass the controller to your friend who can like maybe help you out with a difficult boss that you're trying to get past or, or something like that like that yeah. idea is really cool now i'm just gonna skip ahead like two bullet points since we're on the topic of nintendo sure. uh if you guys have not heard um a lot of the people news, in discord nintendo, have yeah 
Yeah, a lot of people on Discord have. Uh, Nintendo is super cracking down on it, ROMs and like Emu Paradise. Uh, they were the re they were the most recent victim, though they haven't they they weren't threatened with legal action. They shut themselves down just to avoid legal action. Uh, but this kind of affects the Toho community a little bit because a lot of I don't know if a lot of people remember, but there's Tohoman. Like Tohoman was like big. You kind of needed the Sapphire ROM in order for it to even work in some cases. Or at least my Tohoman Toho World Link did. Because that was super good. I love that game. But I'm wondering if Nintendo cracking down on ROMs will be the death of ROM hacks like Tohoman. Like, will we get another Toho theme ROM hack? Like, we, like, because I mean, it's great to see that, like, uh, Toho went on, uh, the guys over at uh, Tohoman went over to do the puppet dance, Toho puppet dance or whatever, and made it like a Tohoman S game, but not based on Pokemon at all. I thought that was really sick. Hmm. Um, but like for real though, I want to see what will happen. Like this is kind of like big news, and I think like everybody in the gaming community, regardless of fandom, really needs to watch what Nintendo doing right now when it comes to ROM and precedent that's gonna set. Because yeah, I understand ROMs are pri piracy, but like Nintendo isn't really coming out with a compelling alternative to release those older games that they're no longer supporting. Like, especially when it comes to N64 titles. Especially when it comes to GameCube titles. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not... I, I'm expecting there never to be a Luigi's Mansion re-release. And I don't see anybody parting with their copy of Luigi's Mansion anytime soon. <laughs> Just that one game. Well, I mean, that's a per it's a perfect game. It's <laughs> Luigi. It's not Mario. All right. That's that's the best thing ever. The same thing with Wario. Same thing with WarioWare games and Wario World. Where's where's my Waluigi game? Ah, uh, well, you Nintendo, know, let's mean... get on some real stuff. He's not in Smash. He doesn't have his own game. Give him his own game if he's not in Smash. Yeah. Well, if I if if I can say something about the the ROMs there, the interesting thing about that is it's not technically illegal to have a ROM of a game that you own because it's not illegal to have a backup of. Uh, of something that you've purchased, uh, at least not in the United States anyway. So um, necessarily, while uh, downloading a ROM is uh, illegal. It's eh. a gray area. Yeah, yeah. Um, ha having a ROM, it's technically not. So, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with net. Well, I mean, there's some things wrong, according to some people. But, um, you know, having uh, a way to play your games when the hardware fails and eventually it will fail as all things do um, and i mean like it affects speedrunners a lot because speedrunners like need emulators and roms in order to like tech out task runs in order to get their runs like up to snuff without that i mean like what how else are we get these crazy runs for like Super Mario and Ocarina of Time and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't know. It's definitely something we need to watch. But uh, a, 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 another thing I think we need to like uh, look at when it comes to the game side. I see you put down here Discord now selling games competitor to Steam. I guess we're ignoring Origin and UPlay. 
<laughs> for good reason. You don't have to read my notes verbatim, but I mean... But, like, I love the fact that you said ignoring Origin and Uplay because they are two of the most ignorable versions Because we are actually ignoring them, like, you know, like... But they're, like, super ignorable because what was, Uplay what was the other watches one? it Steam and who uses Origin anyway? EA's trash. I think the other one was Impulse or something. You remember that one? Or what was the other one? X X Fire or whatever? And there was a there oh, was gosh. one more. No, that, that, that's... And Bethesda's got their new one coming out for Fallout 76, Bethesda.net. That's right. Really... And I guess they just couldn't come up with anything more anything more or like how about original like Blizzard.net? Yeah, Blizzard is another one. I was gonna say that. Uh <laughs> Yeah, um, those of you who don't know, I I haven't actually looked into this super uh, too much, but if yeah, for people who are uh, Nitro on Discord, there's apparently a set of games that is going to be available to the people who have Nitro on, on Discord and uh, for everyone. Well, else, it's not just Nitro. There's a store basically that is available yeah. to uh, to people just on Discord so you can grab games. Like it's. Discord is very much is sort of turning into, and I'm, I'm sure this was sort of in their grand plan all along, becoming like your one-stop shop for games. You can communicate with everyone you know. You can see what games people are playing. They've got um, improved integration now. I think you can actually chat with people through the integration while you're in a game, which is something yeah. that a lot of people said they wanted when that first became available, just like the basic overlay thing. And well, what's really, yeah, go on. What's really weird? What's really weird about this is I think this comes right after Steve like totally ripped off Discord in their chat system. Oh, that's true. That's, that's very true. Um, Steam basically has a Discord esque uh, chat system now. Like they totally revamped it. Um, to be fair though, like Discord's not the only chat system that has its sort of format like you've also got uh slack is a very you know rather similar format as well um now that there's others as well i just can't think of off the top of my head but yeah yeah um but i think this is already rolled out but it's only rolled out for uh i think it's like ten thousand people in canada yeah canada for some so, reason um there, yeah, there you go and i think it launched with dead cells like dead cells frostpunk and something else. I can't remember. Those are the games that I remember being named. Anyway, before um, we get too far into this, uh, we have been kind of going for a bit here. Uh, we are about mm -hmm. halfway in the show, a little past that, actually. So uh, I do want to get to countries and listeners, which I can do this time around. Right now, we've got people listening from Argentina, Armenia, Canada, Finland, France, Germany, Japan, the Netherlands, Puerto Rico, Romania, Russia, South Africa, the UK, and the US, with folks such as David with the five, Taikuri, Kagechi, The Gamer RC, ID, Chris One, Crimson, Snowy, Arata, Takeyama, Goombo, and Backburner12. And uh, I'm sure there's some other folks out there as well. I This is a bit of a snapshot into people who were listening a little bit ago just because of how uh, Countries and Listeners has been working lately. Uh, we've also yeah. got our sponsor, our, our one sponsor, Zero Nick, as well as Meme Slayer, Wanamingo, General Coolman, Nozoner, Mr. Sketchy, Chicago, Days, Arani, 
Kisone Kinoma, and a bunch of others who are out there supporting us via Patreon. If you like what the creators behind the station are doing, you uh, can support yourself by going to patreon.com slash lunar spotlight media. And we are there. If you want to support the station, we also have things like shirts and mugs on our website, consocreator.net. And with that, we're going to hop into the next song here. So this is something from the album She Remembers the Day, uh, followed by something off of Chill in Wonderland. And we'll be right back in just a bit here in Gensoki Radio Live number 71.
når du har tid funnet deg min del Tenk i vår smest, gå dog ass med Jeg må jo ha kommet på noe ass Det er dog i Nikolus i mer Og må hun gi oss ut og stemme Mitt ni må jo kolde og nevnte nei Ass var nødt så i hoa mørka ro Og må i deg i noe sker Da lønn i moa gala nei til demo Window tick, window swing, memory No cause of it, don't you melody Wow, I still let night show on you Don't let you in, she won't see you feeling So they walk in again, you're the kitchen That don't mess it, I can't walk Give me that, it's just me, shoot it, go Nika mi mo, tai tai ka mi mo Ima ja tai te ga ha warai go to Shosetsu yore kinari tai ho Dori nashi no riso kyo Rizumo to naji Meji mo kitai deki no yet a magic Sore ga daojin Sai sho wa so shoto sunzen Genri nanka yori tama nya chotto kyuke Sore ga foy, kumo ga foy Giga warata hi ni mo When you fall, when do ti Deki to ni daojin here Pretty perfectly timed. I had just enough time to cover everything I needed to cover before we broke into the music, and now we are back right here on Gensoki Audio Live number 71. Woo. Welcome back. That was a fun time, that conversation we just had. Uh, we, yes. Again, big mattress. This, this big is a mattress. deep rabbit hole. Fear yeah. big mattress. Especially, they are coming for you. Especially Protect your brain. Time. Sleep with tinfoil. Sleep. Okay. Well, I I draw the line. Wrap your mattress in tinfoil. It's the only way to be safe. Wrap your mattress in tinfoil. Oh, geez. It's prevent the waves from escaping or entering, depending on on what your theory is. All right. So before we kind of, I guess, what time is it? Go any further? I want to kind of bring up this thing because I brought up Switch releases. I see you put out here a Steam release, Lunar. Yeah, so there is, I mean, like towards the beginning of the year, we sort of made a prediction that uh, with Zune releasing the, not not the latest game, but the one that was released last year on Steam, that we would start to see more and more fan games appearing on Steam. I mean, I guess not towards the beginning of this year, but like a year ago, we predicted this. And up to now, this has been very true. We have like, I don't know how many, quite a few fan games, including one with a rather impressive amount of DLC. But that's not the one I'm going to be talking about. Um, the one of the latest games to hit Steam is called Gensokyo Rolling Force. It came out on Steam, uh, published by Vertex Alpha, and uh, let's see. So it hit Steam on August 9th, which would have been a little more than a week ago, uh, and. Apparently it was 
initially released uh, May 6th, so it took a few months for it to hit Steam, but it finally did. And it is a game um, with, it's, I mean, from what I've seen through their, their preview and reading their description and stuff, uh, which is kind of interesting because the game is not localized English, it's a Japanese-only game on Steam, so that's kind of an interesting thing about it, but um, some of the mechanics in the game are, like, pulled from Sonic, like, you're collecting, like, rings or coins, um, I, I guess they're technically coins because they, they just have a hole in the middle. Um, the art style is kind of similar to, like, a 2D version of the East series, if you know what, what, uh, what that is or are familiar with it. And, uh, up to, let's see, I mean, the last time I looked at this was almost a week ago, but I'll take another look here. Initially, the reviews were pretty mixed on it. Um, some of the complaints were that the control input uh, had issues and needed some work. Uh, there was some clear lack in playtesting. Um, some people reported the characters would sometimes fall through the, uh, the floor of the world as you were playing. So like, not the best experience, but um, it also had too few reviews for it to, to have like any real uh, recommendation for or against, as, uh, as Steam would have it. So yeah, it's still sitting at only seven reviews, so pretty uh, pretty bare bones. But yeah, you can go check it out. I'll actually link this into our Discord chat here for people who want to check it out. I'll put it in the games channel, because that seems to be the most appropriate place for it. And... Yeah, so take a look at it yourself uh, if you want. It is uh, for what it is, and for like some of the some of the, the the problems that people have been reporting. It is on Steam for twenty four ninety nine, which I think is a little pricey uh, at this time. But if they improve those things about it, then I think for some people it could certainly be worth a look. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I've got so far. DMJ, I don't know if you looked at it at all, but uh, I, I haven't because I was too I've been too busy staring at those Switch releases. Yeah. Because I've I've been kind of like perusing both the Nintendo's because uh, a lot of the Toe releases I'm actually kind of like picking up on the Nintendo or on the Nintendo Switch Reddit. That's where I'm getting a lot of that news from. Okay. <laughs> so, Interesting. Um, well, keep an eye out there. Yeah. The description for the game is kind of interesting because like the descriptions in English even though the game itself is not uh, so uh, this work is a secondary creation of Toho Project as like every fan game is 16 oriental characters it's a side-scrolling action game you build a team of four people and you capture the stage whatever that's supposed to mean uh, your team of four people. So, I mean, like, this is a clear game mechanic, which is actually kind of, like, unique and cool sounding. Uh, your, your team of four people use their inherent skills at gliding, and, like, verbatim here, I'm not, so, they, they say gliding, rock destruction, arrangement of jump ball, and clearing enemies to advance the stage. What is arrangement of jump ball? That almost sounds like a monkey ball kind of thing. Anyway. They... I don't know. <laughs> Probably basketball. If I had to guess. Yeah, just shoot some hoops, some, some Toho basketball. Anyway, um, anyway. I'd play that. Toho basketball. I don't think a game like that actually exists. That would be an interesting game idea. Take Hold on, but wait a minute. But wait a minute. There was Toho soccer. Yeah, you're right. That, that there also... needs to be Toho basketball, Toho baseball, and make it like the backyard well, baseball. Series. Wasn't Toho soccer just a mod of an existing game, though? 
Yeah, it was, but it was still like fun and hilarious. Yeah. Like so, you had to admit some of those some of those actions, special actions, were uh -huh. pretty funny. Yep. Um, Wait, Toho yeah. Kart when? Yo, Toho okay, Kart don't bring that up because no, that the idea of that's been out for quite a while. Yeah, and I remember somebody like putting out art for it and even starting like something to like fund it, but like I never saw anything come of it. Mm, anyway, like I've uh, seen art and all this stuff. To wrap this up here, the story, and again, I'm just reading this verbatim because sometimes translations are amusing. Uh, a new incident will occur in Gensokyo. This is a prediction. It will occur. Kaguya is caught and cannot use barrage for some reason. This is the plot device. Kaguya gets caught and cannot use barrage, and we must find out why. It says, in order to pinpoint the cause, Reimu and more go on a journey. Can you rescue Kaguya and regain barrage? Is barrage, like, I don't actually know too much about the character Kaguya per se. Is barrage really that central? Like, is it super important? Or is just as like a like a translation thing, and maybe barrage is some other ability that we're we're not quite getting here. I I, I kind of think that's just maybe a mistranslation of Don yeah, Maku. Yeah, I think it's a mistranslation. Probably yeah, probably Don Maku. But like, because I mean like, it def that one definitely makes a lot less sense than most of the actuals like. I think if you just replace the word barrage with Danmaku, it does make more sense. They're caught and cannot use Danmaku for some reason. Can you rescue and regain Danmaku? I guess that makes more sense, but like, that would be a problem as a Toho character in that universe. Like, everyone else can use Danmaku, but you can't. Now, that, now, now that's an actual plot device. Like, I, I can see that being, you know, so, something that you, as a, as a resident of Gensokyo, definitely want to try to get back. Anyway, so yeah, go, go take a look at that if you want. Um, there's a link in the games tab on Discord. Uh, and again, if you're not there, discord.gg slash gr. You can join us uh, right quickly and easily. So that one's out of the way now. Uh, we talked about the ROMs. Um, oh, an interest... Uh, well, let's see. Uh, there's a couple more things in here, but I'm actually going to hang on to those for our next break. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Don't do this. I know which one. I'm going to make DMJ wait because because he so very much wants to be a squid. <laughs> no yes, comments. squid for life. Squid for life. Hashtag squid for life with the number four and life spell with a Y. Do not... I see you highlighting it in the document. Ah, uh, yes. That is, not, that is a hashtag, because I'm sorry, even though they release Octlings, Squid for Life. All right. Let's head into our next couple of songs here. These were a couple of top-rated songs, so they're a little older. But uh, yeah, we've got Energy Blast from Chaos Flare and Captain Marasa from Third Ensemble Noir. Uh, so we'll be back right after this. I mean, so pretty live number 71.
Doki Radio Live number 71. Once again, thanks for being here t- tonight, this evening. We are here with Hegan Daybreak, or he- he- Hegan Daybreak, I think you were saying it. The uh, emphasis is slightly different, but they are the same, no matter how you say it. <sighs> All right, DMJ. Uh, I I know you're holding it in, so let's wait just a little longer here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I knew you were gonna say that, so I prepped myself. Tank. You just got bamboozled. All right. Well, yeah. Um, Can't bamboozle me like that. I'm the bamboozle king. You know. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, you have one last note here. We've got. Yeah. There's one other thing here. I've literally been just scooting around this one thing a DMJ really wants to talk about. Uh, so people will, well, especially longtime listeners of the station will know that we uh, once upon a time had uh, one John Schaefer on our show. Uh, there is, DMJ is currently writing angry notes in the document and it's, uh, he's, he's screaming internally. Uh, okay. I can't look at this document anymore, so I'm just going to go off memory. Um, so John Schaefer is uh, was one of the lead the lead des- DMJ. What, what are you doing? <laughs> his best. He's doing his best. I'm losing my mind. You are losing. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah. All right. Um, so John Schaefer was one of the lead designers on, or the lead designer on Civ 5, Sid Meier Civilization 5. And some, at some point after that, he decided, you know, I'm going to make my own game. He, so he started his own game company, uh, Conifer Games. Uh, he did a thing on Kickstarter once upon a time, uh, which did quite well. And he's, uh, been working on this thing ever since. Now it's been a long process. It's been a long time coming, um, you know we're we're far beyond the like estimated date because game development is hard and i haven't even talked to him about this i just like he tweeted something about this recently um he's got a blog post that he posts on occasionally to keep people sort of informed and updated but it is still going in in progress and in development and uh the game is at the gates and i should have a link here somewhere to to give you guys sort of the same uh update that yeah, I i'm already got already got it up excellent so yeah and it basically just um you know it's it's still going and it's been progressing actually I, there, there's a bunch of not, not even mock-ups like there's there's screens there's upgrades there's like actual tweaks are being made to the game and and people have been able to uh sort of get into this a little bit if you were one of the uh, backers once upon a time um there's new artwork and stuff so i you know dmj feel free to link that in uh in general or wherever you feel is most appropriate i'll drop it in general but it is it is cool i mean we we talked to him gosh it must have been at least a couple years ago um it was like around episode 30 i think and we're on a 71 right now so uh, we do wow, one one every month. Yeah, it was that long ago. Well, didn't we also try to have him on at the same time as the Seismics? Yeah. At one point? So, actually, with that said, have we had him on more recently than that? Yeah, it was... Let's see, what my... Two, three, 
I mean we, was we'd have to look back in that. Um, Mixcloud's probably your your best bet for. It was whatever it was. It was the same day. Whatever that day was was the same day as my great as my grandparents' fiftieth wedding anniversary because uh, I remember uh, calling in, walking. I called into the show, walking in to which the celebration was taking place. And I remember the whole conversation going, oh, where's Seismix? I don't know. We brought Sean on. We brought John on because John John would agree to come on if only Seismix came on and never did. That was live number 37. So that was the last time we had him on. That was okay. about... I thought it was earlier than that. Yeah, when there's a date here. Uh, October 10th, 2015. Yeah, that was a while ago. That was <laughs> almost three years ago. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's it's just good to kind of check in every now and then and see how that's going. And I'm glad it's been going. So for mm-hmm. anyone who was interested or in that. All right, DMJ. Uh, we've we've got a little more than ten minutes left on this. So uh, uh, let's let's get into the thing that DMJ actually wants okay, to talk I'm gonna about. Be, I'm going to I'm going to peel the bandaid off. Okay, guys. You're, guys. Okay. Listen, listen, guys, guys, general chat, general chat. Are you listening? Are you listening? I want chat to sit down and get ready because I'm about to drop the coolest news I think we've had on GR in a very, 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 very long. So next month, we are going to have our first ever metal guest on the show. Why he's so excited. First ever. First ever. His name is Rashad EB. You guys probably know Rashad from YouTube. Uh he has done so much stuff on there. Hold on. I I can't, I I meant to take notes and I never did because I got lazy. So hold on. I meant to take notes on what he was involved in. Um he I know he's done a lot of stuff for the um he's done a lot of stuff for uh, a lot of fandoms, including Undertale. Uh, he's recently gotten into Homestuck. Uh, he's doing stuff for them. Uh, he's done a lot of covers from uh, power metal covers of uh, stuff from um, uh, what? Why can't I remember? Initial D. Um, but uh-huh. he recently, this year, released a Toho album, like a whole Toho album. And. He will be coming on the show, and we're going to talk about that next month. Uh, so set your dates uh, for next month's live. Get ready for it. I think didn't we set a date for it? Uh, yes, and I yeah, think, think I want to make sure that you say it so it's not you me screwing of, you it up. of all people should know this, but uh, I know. <laughs> yeah, it is smack dab in the middle of the month, September fifteenth, same time, same place next month. So. But- the whole thing, the whole thing. See there, but there's the love in chat. See this guy, he's really, he's done so much and we're gonna be having him on the show. Uh, he's actually, I, I met, I kinda, I didn't meet him, but me and him are mutual friends of the same Twitch streamer. And I kind of like, I we, he, uh, my Twitch streamer was playing some of his stuff and I was like, okay, I gotta get a hold of him. I need to get him on the show and talk about this new album. And I just kind of like on a whim, like shot him something on Twitch, like a Twitch DM. I'm like, hey, you wanna come on the show? And he's like, yeah. So, like, it's going to be the coolest show ever because, like, he's our first metal guest. And, like, what better to have than Rashad? Because he is so genuine. 
I I absolutely think it's going to be a blast to have him on. Like I am so excited for this. I have been waiting in bated breath to say this for so long because we've been working on this for about two months. Yeah, it's um, almost at this point. When at you know when you're doing this, uh, you're you're dealing with people who have schedules that are more packed full of other things that they're doing more volatile than you might imagine so uh so setting something like this up is not only a challenge to figure out the time to to set for said event but it's also a challenge just to talk to the person about setting set time for said event so we got all that out of the way and our supporters have been sort of like sort of in on the on this a little bit in terms of just like a mystery person they haven't actually known who until up about till like last week or something but yeah and obviously dmj okay, Andrew- is like the perfect person to to announce this because you are the most hype about uh our our guest so Okay, so hold on. Andrew put something in chat that like really makes me excited. In before he brings the 8-bit drummer on. Andrew, if he brings the 8-bit drummer on, I'm grabbing Jason as well. Because those three together, because they're all buddies, I swear to God, it would be the greatest stream of all time to have the Clone (laughs) Hero King, the 8-bit drummer on, and Rashad all together. And if he could also throw in maybe Family Jewels and Court and, uh, and, um, I'm gonna uh, have E-Rock dude ooh boy that would have been the that would be the jam but i doubt that will ever happen but boy eight bit eight bit drummer man ooh that would be so good but guys rashad rashad eb get hype if you have not picked up that album i highly recommend it um like i actually should should i tell him about how to get the, get the new album uh, his to the Toho album now, so people can prep themselves I, I for the think, next show. Yeah, I mean, I think like people are gonna probably hold on. Um, people are probably going to go straight to YouTube to figure out who this is. But uh... yeah, um, easy way to find this album, guys. It's on Spotify. The thing's on Google Play Music. Like this is like the most accessible album, like Toho album I've seen in a long time. So if you have a Spotify account, if you have Google Play Music, if you have Apple Apple Play or Apple Music, totally, totally like go download this album. It is worth your time. And I'm sorry, that last, that cover of Bad Apple he did changed me. Yeah, those of you who don't know, the Bad Apple cover was also, um, had Christina V on as the vocalist, who that person has also done a lot of other work with um, people on YouTube, but as as well, um, they're a voice actress, um, like for English dubs for things like anime, and I'm sure other things. Like we we often mention Sean, and I know like more of our our newer listeners don't hate on my boy. Don't really know about Sean or who he <laughs> is, but he was once a staff member at GR, and now he does the voice acting thing and that's really like his his main deal so i mean it's probably just going to be rashad plus maybe whoever other uh people dmj can can pull their leg to get on but dude oh my gosh don't give me don't give me that power 
Don't give me that power because of my gravitation. You already did because you were the instigator of this whole shebang. Yes, but like I like Rashad, great. I'm great to have it. I doubt we would get Jason because Saturday is a normal streaming day for him, and I know he probably won't miss a day for come on this show. I know him. I really, and I also think 8-Bit Drummer streams on Saturdays too, so I don't know if 8-Bit would be able to come on, but bro, boy howdy, like getting Rashad on would be like the biggest thing ever. Oh my gosh, this is such a load off my chest. Now I need to go announce this on the on the freaking uh, Jason Jason Paradise Discord and I need to send a bit donation. Like, if only was it for the fact that he got a YouTube copyright strike tonight. Uh, so, well, yeah, he got a yeah. So, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a thing. So, guys, set your dates. September. Uh, let me let me look at a calendar so I make sure I'm saying the right number day. Because if I get this wrong, I'm gonna cry. September fifteenth. Set the day. Set the day. September fifteenth. I'm taking off work, hopefully, for that. Well, I'm not going to miss that day. Yeah. You're, you're not, and if... I'm not, I'm not. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is I'm taking... Like, I want to get that Friday off. If I, if I have to work that Saturday, I'll just call it sick. It's, it's tricky for DMJ because you're, you're sort of balancing these weird mandatory shifts with uh, things that... Oh, it got... It got worse. October is going to be even worse for us. Oh, I, I think I think they extended it out all the way to December. So you remember, listeners out there, like a year or two ago, like within the last really couple of years or so, there, there's just been entire periods of time where DMJ does not appear on any of these shows. That's why, because he gets stuck I... doing mandatory shifts. I will. This will be changing in the future. Hopefully, I'll be switching over to day shift, which means then mandatory Saturdays become mandatory Sundays. Huh. So if, if that's the case, then I will not miss a show. But then, as soon as the show's over, I gotta go to bed. Right. So, so like for for real though, like I really, really, really am hoping that um, later on, because I have like I have a bunch of plans in the future uh, to change like. A lot of stuff and how i function on here in order for it to me to be function on here primarily and me having a better working experience later like when i'm actually wanting when i need to make money so like for real guys like this there's gonna be changes down the road don't think that reviews have stopped no 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 well except for the past the last review was published um not last christmas but the christmas before that who says that? Who says they were going to be written? The the cha- the format change might change. And and then you were working on something with Zara. You were like, "This is Project X." That and, has not a and Project have, X. Is spe- and that's- we have something on our shows tab that says the review podcast, like name pending or something. And you know, how- I actually have a name now. <laughs> I have a name now, and I need to pitch it to you later. Oh, okay. Because this will be this is something I've considered in the past, but. I didn't know how to implement it, and I would need to have approval. <laughs> but I, if if this works, this would be like the coolest thing I think we ever launched because it would be both a breath of fresh. It, it would just okay. We need to talk about this after the show tonight, like immediately after the show. Clearly, and and we, uh, you know, our our bickering doesn't need to be heard by by JD or or Bladed. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, because because they're still here, everyone. No, no. Yeah, they're just there in the background, they're right? I mean, it's, they're, they. You know what? You know what it could be? Big mattress. They, who, any of you got a mattress around? 
uh, I have one within proximity. I can neither confirm nor deny there is a mattress in my house. That's uh, classified information. Oh, well, okay. I'm I'm out of the loop. They're out of it, guys. Everybody, this stream has been has been hijacked by the mattresses. Get your tinfoil hats together. Everybody, just run. On the Leave your house. It's the only way to be safe. <laughs> oh no, JD, JD, I hear the mattress. It's getting up. Oh no! <laughs> I was so convinced. Oh, God! Are, are you okay? Holy cow. <laughs> At least I could ask. Fear big mattress. Fear big mattress. I mean, I can't do that because I have family over, but uh, I'm coward. yelling internally. All right. So is there anything else we need to talk about other than big mattress? Well, I don't think people get the joke because this has literally been a gag for the entire show, but we haven't really discussed. It's, you it's know okay. what? This no, is no, good okay. content. Let them, let them subscribe to the Patreon and oh, get sure. the behind the scenes audio and they will know just exactly well, what we were talking about today behind the scenes. Is, we're getting on to some conspiracy level stuff <laughs> I don't right. think anybody else is prepared for. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. That's the content people come here for. Uh, of course. Mm. Yep. All right. I think that about wraps it up, actually. Uh, we, uh, we, we've got our next guest lined up. Uh, we've gone into some really interesting like theory level stuff with uh Hegan Daybreak uh in terms of the kind of music that they're beginning to work with uh the variety of music uh their album perhaps is is representative of the things that they are trying out and uh, they want to know what you like out there so definitely give them your feedback uh their album is available on is it bandcamp i believe i just picked it up before the show actually so bandcamp yeah it's on bandcamp yep so if, if you go to bandcamp on their page you can see our actually i've got a i've got a link right here i'll link this into our music channel on discord uh as i'm perhaps it's probably already been there but there you go again so i think that's the third time it's been linked <laughs> well now it's official so there we go. So thank you guys to uh, to our guests here, Bladed Iris and JD of Paradise from Hegan Daybreak. It has been a fun and interesting show. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you very yes, much. This this was very enlightening. Yeah, interesting. Like this is um, probably the first instance of someone sending us an email asking if they could be on the show and us actually saying yes because i don't know if you guys know but gensoki radio actually gets quite a few emails from people who want to pitch their music um most of it isn't toho related so whenever it is toho related it kind of catches our eye a little bit um but like yeah we'll have like like in independent artists who are pitching us their music through a youtube link or giving us their Bandcamp link or like we even had like universal france like one of their representatives say hey we're looking for radio stations um like we'll basically give you music to play um so that's kind of interesting like i actually wonder if i could start a, a secondary radio station i'm not going to do this because it's not at all totally related but like a secondary radio station only based on music that people give us like just send us it would actually probably be really terrible and no one would listen to it so oh yeah 
Because no, that would be no, that would be so listenable. Like you have oh. no idea, because there are going to be people on there who would literally be listening and be like, "Yeah, this is trash. Yeah, this is trash." But then they find gold, and they're like, "This is why I subscribe." No one's <laughs> going to dig through the diamond, like try to find the diamond in the rough. I mean, like. Not to sound really harsh, but that's kind of what IOSIS is. <laughs> a lot of their okay. stuff is like off the wall. Like you've you've got Arm doing what Arm does, and like he's great, but like he also does some really super, really Japanese stuff that doesn't work on our radio station. Like, but, uh, but at the same time, he does some other really cool things that are on a radio station. Like, so it's it's totally. That's that's the thing that I do behind the scenes, and the people who listen to Gensoki Radio listen to it because we've already done the work of filtering through that. You know, the, the what is it, the, the 5,000 or something songs that we could play aren't the songs that we do play because not 100% of them are, you know, what we end up putting on the station. How... That's pretty much as succinct as I can put it, I think. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, uh, yeah. I have killed chat. So, thanks everyone for listening tonight to Consoke Radio Live number 71. Uh, thanks to Hegan Daybreak once again. And we will see you guys next month during Live 72 with Rashadi B and potentially whoever else GMJ wants to bring on. On September 15th, we will see you then. <laughs>